Soccer Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. Let me tell you why Troy, New York, is one of the worst fucking places in the world. This has happened on numerous occasions. This time, it was just costly. And uh, it actually happened again, like, after. Like, not as bad, like, but... People do not know how to stay in their own lane. I don't know if it's texting or drunk driving or what. So, uh, a few weeks ago, I'm driving home. I was just dropped my girlfriend off. And um, I'm coming down, like, an area of Troy. And uh, I'm just driving along, cruising. And then all of a sudden, a car swerves into my lane head-on. Oof. Like... Not not exactly swerve, but like it, it it was pretty quick, so like I didn't even know what the fuck to do. So I got a, a car coming at me head on, and I'm doing about like 45 miles an hour, and I have to fucking swerve right, and there's like a six inch curb right to my right. Oh, so no. I I drive a Jetta, like I drive a, a Volkswagen Jetta that's pretty low to the ground. So I fucking smoke this curb. My car jumps up in the air, and fucking. Dude, it caused quite a bit of damage to my car. Jeez. Like, I literally thought my axle had snapped this when I, I had to pull over. This is new. You, like, just got this car. I just got this car. The car's brand new. Like, 20,000 miles on it right now. And, uh, so I fucking pull over because I'm thinking my car is done. And, uh, it turns out, like, I just need, like, all new tires now. My my axle has actually held up. Oh, okay, good. Um. So I just, but the thing is, I have Pirellis on my car, which are very, very expensive tires. So I have like over a thousand dollars worth of tires on my car, and uh, fucking, I should have chased the guy down, like or a girl or whatever. All I know is it was a dark uh, car with a four door, and uh, it ran man, me off the road. Ran me off the road, fucked my car up. So it leads on, I go to, I have to go get tires and shit, and I end up waiting at a tire place for like fucking three and a half hours, like when they're like, oh yeah, it'll only take us like half an hour to an hour, and like, so I have to wait at this place for like three and a half hours, cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and I still need to put more tires on, I just didn't have the cash to just like throw on my car right then and there. Okay. Fucking, dude, what a nightmare. That's crazy. People, be vigilant drivers, be careful out there. Wait to Watch text your surroundings. When you're like Wait to text stopped. if you're gonna. If you feel a little little tipsy, don't fucking drive. Don't go fucking costing somebody a fortune or worse, taking their fucking life. Call an Uber. Call a fucking Uber. And that leads to New York. We actually finally got passed. In July, Uber is here. I will be an Uber driver. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, I love driving. I can't wait. Why not get paid now, was for that, it? Was that a state thing or was that a... Yeah, it was a state It was a state thing, actually. Because um, I guess something to do with the taxi unions in New York really were fighting against it and funding Yep. to keep Uber out, of course, because they don't want fucking com- competition happening. Right. But, uh, so yeah, 
That was my lovely experience in Troy, New York that cost me a ton of money. That's terrible. So, I mean, you got, you got the tires on now though. Is it drivable at the, at the yeah, point? it's drivable okay. now. I got, um, the front taken care of, but, uh, I want to get the back done. Cause there, I definitely think the belts are shot inside the steel belts. Dude, I, my car jumped. Like it was like ridiculous. Like <laughs> I thought my fucking bumper was off my jump. fucking, yeah, dude, it was, it was crazy. Like my fucking front end must've popped up like at least six inches. I feel like. It was, well, it was such a loud sound. I'm glad you were okay. That was the first thing I asked. I'm like, you're all oh, right. Oh yeah, man. It happened yeah, right before a bridge, good. so I'm glad it happened there instead of me swerving into a guardrail on the bridge and fucking going over a bridge. That'd be way worse. Yeah, it was literally like 20 feet in front of a fucking bridge that suspended like hundreds of feet in the air. <laughs> Care- careful out there if you're uh, driving, listening to the show. You know, keep your eyes on the road, motherfucker. Don't go yeah. changing this this. Uh, episode to another one it's a safety hazard yeah yeah so keep rolling keep listening welcome to american slacker podcast and i'm matthew and i'm jesse and uh yeah again fucking don't text and drive because uh i'm quite pissed about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously cost cost matt uh, a couple new tires and almost cost him an axle yes yes so hopefully you guys uh, saw, and if you didn't see, we had a 420 bonus episode, Slacker Edition. We had featured Jordan River of Growcast, and we had a lovely time having him on the show. It was uh, a piehead paradise. He was a very in- intelligent guy, and he uh, had a lot to say in terms of growing. He had some interesting experiences that he recapped for us on his adventures around the world. Yeah, man, he unloaded a whole shit ton of knowledge, and uh, we got to learn about his his uh, buddy in South Africa, which was quite cool. The hookup. Oh yeah, uh, Harry, I believe is Harry. Ask for Harry if you're in South Africa. Harry will find you the stuff, and if it's not of quality, he will deny it and bring you your money back. (laughs) Yeah, good good people over there. So uh, if you have, like Matt said, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go and listen to the 420 bonus episode. Uh, in other news, we want to thank an email that we got from, or we want to thank a listener for an email that we got regarding the show. Uh, our friend from uh, our hometown, Jordan Ramos. Yeah, man. He sent us a lovely long email this morning, um, checked out the show. He enjoyed it. And hey, man, we enjoyed getting that email from you this morning. We love hearing from it's the listeners. Great hearing from you. Yeah, man. We love the feedback. And uh, we're glad that you like us coming through your speakers, man. Yeah, happy to have you checking out the show. We always like to tell people, you know, to, if you enjoy the show, suggest it to a friend. If you like our content, if you think it's entertaining, and you have a friend that might like any of the parts, you know, the technology, the video games, the MMA coverage, or just our lovely, bizarre news that is the centership of the show, pass it along. Absolutely. The uh, the next thing you can do if you really like the show, rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps out, gets us out to new audiences, and people can check us out that way. Yeah, we've been getting a little more love on there, but we need some more. So make your way over to iTunes if you haven't already rated or reviewed us. Hit us up with that five-star special. Oh, yeah, five or nothing. So in other big news, the day that this episode releases is Matt's birthday. Yep, I'm getting old as fuck. This is uh, number 29 for me. So uh, so let me yeah. say to you, on behalf of uh, myself and all of the listeners, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I will be shit-faced when you listen to this, most likely. <laughs> Good. That's how it should be. 
It's not dirty thirty, but it's quite close. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry about that until next year. Yeah, right. I got another three sixty five to worry about that. Right, another spin around the sun there. Uh, you'll you should be getting some birthday gifts from me soon. Oh, if man. you haven't already. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Hope you enjoy him. Such a good friend, this guy. <laughs> well, I try it. It's also some uh, some coffee beans that we're going to talk about in a future episode coming up. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a coffee off of <laughs> the highest caffeine content coffee there is. Yeah, Hope I got to get, I, anything. I gotta get my hands on some of uh, the one near you so we can do this proper. Yeah, yeah, and there's a little bit to talk about between the two companies. They're associated in a way, somewhat. But we'll get into that on the next show. That's a little teaser for the future. What we're getting into now is our weed news at the top of our bizarre news. Now, what I like to address since 420 just passed is where the expression 420 or the term 420 in cannabis culture comes from. Oh, yeah, everybody knows it. Everybody's heard it a million times, but nobody knows the story behind it. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, assumptions as to what exactly it means. I've heard, like, yeah, I've heard Hitler being involved in it before in some weird, construed fucking well, that's explanation. His, well, that's his birthday, it's his birthday. apparently. Yeah, I, and I, I heard remember, a tie between that. Yeah, I always remember that being brought up. <laughs> so, sorry, I sipped my vodka here. The, the, Sip that vodka. <laughs> the term 420, you know, it's been associated with police codes. It's been associated with uh, the time kids get out of school in the afternoon, so they go meet up and smoke weed. Now, the article that I found, it was actually posted by my dispensary. Uh, We'll be sure to post it up on our Facebook page so you can read it yourself there. It talks about a group of high school kids in uh, the Point Reyes uh, Peninsula area who grew up you know, smoking weed and hanging out. And they were called the Waldos. That's because they were always hanging out behind on the back wall of the school. Ha! Huh. Where's now, Waldo? <laughs> now, the Waldos story, as the, as the article says here, it says the Waldos story goes like this. One day in the fall of 1971, harvest time, the Waldos got word of a Coast Guard service member who could no longer tend to his plot of marijuana plants near the Point Reyes Peninsula Coast Guard Station. With a treasure map in hand, the Waldos decided to pluck some of the free bud. They agreed to meet at the statue of Louis Pest- Louis Pasteur outside the school at 420 after the practice to begin the hunt. So they would remind each other in the hallways that they were supposed to at 420 Louis. So they would drop, they would go past each other and say four, tw- like 420 Louis, and eventually they just dropped the Louis and said 420. Because that's okay. the time that they were supposed to meet to go hunt for this marijuana crop. Go get down on the cheap. Yep. So they it says that they would meet at 420 and get their old Chevy Impala, and of course they'd smoke instantly and smoke all the way out to Point Reyes and smoke the entire time they were out there, and they did it for week after week. And they they never actually found the patch apparently. Ha! Well, at least they were having a good time trying to find it. So eventually it just became a useful code word. They could say to their friends, I'd go 420. And it was telepathic. He would know if I was saying, hey, do you want to go smoke some time? Or do you have any? Are you stoned right now? It was kind of telepathic just from the way you said it. Our teachers didn't know what we were talking about. Our parents didn't know. (laughs) Code words, baby. Code words. So people are probably thinking, you know, like, oh, what are the, so these random kids in 1971 were using it. Like, what's that? How, how can you 
how does that like spawn into a national thing? Yeah, right. That's spread. <laughs> now the reason it is the Grateful Dead. Oh, go no shit. That's crazy. In Marin, of course, County, the dead had something to do with it. Yep, in Marin County where they lived, uh, which is just north of San Francisco, uh, they say it was the ground zero for the counterculture, and they they had access to like the parties and and rehearsals that the Grateful Dead played. So when someone passed a joint or something, they'd say, hey, 420, and it started spreading throughout the Grateful Dead community. Oh, yeah. And you know how they are. Fucking people are traveling all over the country. Playing 100 shows a year throughout the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And, you know, High Times eventually got hip to the idea and started taking the magazine sort of took it globally from that point. Yeah. Terminology became uh, an actual, like, just (laughs) imposing it. Yeah. in the early 90s, High Times wisely purchased the domain 420.com. Ha! Of course they did. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how, like, a little code word amongst a groups of friends sort of turned into a large cannabis culture, uh, like, phenomena, I guess. Yeah. Even if you don't partake, you, everybody knows 420 and what it's synonymous with. It's like, everybody knows. Yep absolutely so that's uh that's the weed news i'll be sure to post this up on the facebook like i said man giving me the munchies over here straight up and uh i got the perfect thing if you happen to have the munchies yourself starting 420 ben and jerry's has got your back and they have brought out a lovely lovely dessert option what we have here is i don't know it's like a choco taco on on roids i would say (laughs) now what they've done is they've taken a crispy, like a waffle cone, they cover it in caramel, and then they take a soft waffle cone, and they fucking wrap it around that. And then they say, hey, take whatever ice cream you want, stuff it inside the son of a bitch, and put whatever you want on it. Some of the combinations they have displayed on the website are fucking dank looking. We have chocolate chip cookie dough and chocolate fudge brownie covered in hot fudge with like cookie crumbs all over it. Coffee, coffee, buzz, 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 and chocolate therapy. Oh, my God. They look delicious. And who doesn't love fish food? I was just going to say. Dude, that's an installment, man. Fish food, man, with those little caramel-filled fish, man. Oh, my God. That was my go-to back in the day. Unfortunately, like, these stores are pretty far from me. It's like like an hour drive. Yeah, if you're in New York, you'll be able to find a few. Some of the locations I know about are Woodstock, New York. Albany, New York has one. And, of course, Vermont down in the city, bunch. there's a few. Yes, Vermont has a few because Ben & Jerry's is from Vermont. And I even like how they made, like, a little allusion to it being for 420. Yeah, yeah. And it's only going to be around a limited time. It's, I love how Ben & Jerry's is, like, uh, involved in the marijuana community. They actually have a cannabis-infused ice cream that's available in states that cannabis is recreational. Damn. I didn't yeah. Know yeah, I wish I had the name off the top of my head. Uh, I like that the they say that it's coming out 420 at the shops, and get yours before the taco-tastic concoction goes up in a puff of smoke. Ah. Yeah, that's man. Funny. Ben & Jerry's has always been down with the cause. Okay, it's called Satisfy My Bowl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and it's an, it's a banana ice cream that's infused with cannabis, and it has uh, caramel cookie swirls and uh, chocolatey peace signs inside of it, similar that's to crazy. the fish food. I never realized so, uh, that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
If you're in a uh, cannabis legal state, look around where you can get that shit, because I'm sure that's amazing. Hell yeah. Now uh, you might be eating your ice cream. You might be feeling a little chilly. I got someone who's probably a lot colder. In our next story, we're talking about DJ Paul Oakenfold, who hosts a party at a base camp of Mount Everest. Damn. That's a remote show. Yeah. The the gig was performed to raise money for victims of the Nepal earthquake. He described oh, that's a, good. He described the experience as exciting and scary, but said he spent months preparing for it. Because, yeah, you, you know, to get all the equipment up there and to actually hike up there, you're probably going to need a little bit of training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On this yeah, BBC, that's insane, man. On this I couldn't BBC imagine bringing news it all article, there. they call him legendary DJ and producer, Paul Oakenfold. <laughs> He's the only DJ to make the base camp. <laughs> He's torn all over the place. Uh, he said that he really enjoyed playing 3,500 feet above sea level with highs of negative 8 Celsius and lows of negative 14 Celsius. He's bumping, man. There's a video uh, of him, you know, performing, and people are digging it. They're out there just fucking jamming out. Dude, that's so cool. I can only imagine the setting, like, being up on the mountain with that kind of show. You're just like, fucking Everest! Yeah! Like, just, like, going ham, like... God, yeah, it's fucking wild. It's pretty crazy. I uh, checked into him. He's on Spotify, so if you want to follow Paul Oakenfold, you can go check him out there. He's got a decent amount of people following him. Uh, His, I clicked on his tour dates just to like check it out, and it said that yeah, April 11th, Mount Everest, Nepal Base Camp was the place that he was at. So that one already happened, but if you do want to go see him, he's going to be in the U.S. starting on April 28th. He's going to be in Cleveland. 29th, St. Louis, uh, May 4th in D.C., and May 6th in Houston. And he's in Canada for a little while. That's, that's awesome, man. Definitely check him out. He's a ballsy DJ. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? You can ask him uh, if he's warmed up since his gig in huh. the pole. Yeah, yeah. Well, our next story is definitely sure to warm you up. It involves a fire. And the odd thing about this news story is that the uh, the hero that rescued a family from this fire was a goat. Ah, oh, cool. In Poinsett County, Arkansas, a family had purchased a goat as a birthday present for a 10-year-old two days prior to this fire interrupting. And what happened was 10-year-old daughter of Nick Bruce was woken up by Speedy the Goat. And he proceeded Speedy. to jump on her legs and then her chest, earning the nickname. He was stomping the shit out of her at a, a quick, rapid speed, <laughs> saying, get the fuck up. Something's wrong. So the kid wakes up, and she's, she's trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, she realizes the room is filled with smoke. And uh, so her name is Abigail. She jumps off of her bed, and she runs to her parents' room and wakes her parents up. And then they, everybody realizes what's going on. And they proceed to jump out the windows. Um, without the goat waking them up, it could have ended up being a tragic story. I mean, people what die. To fire or smoke alarms. Yeah, that's what I want to know. There's no mention of anything about the smoke alarms here. <laughs> I thought it was legal in every state, like a, a legal issue that you had to have your, your alarms checked every year. It says in the bylaws, you either got to have a smoke alarm or a goat. They got the goat. 
Yeah, hey, yeah. the goat's well, a goat more option. viable option. You're not going to need batteries. you got to feed them, but... Yeah, you have to feed them. Yeah, yeah. Stop the shit uh-huh. out of you while you sleep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that makes me worried. The goat's just... Will he it's go ham and just right stop you? He's a if baby he now, that... but what about when he packs on some pounds? Those legs are going to have... Was... What if that was just a coincidence that there was a fire? It's like, oh, yeah, I was trying to wake you. I wasn't trying to stomp your Yeah, to I totally wasn't trying to maul that little baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Speedy did a good job this time. We'll see if there's malicious intent next time. Yeah, unfortunately, the house was ruined, but Speedy did the job and he saved the family. Um, the Wiener Fire Department is actually doing a crowdfund to help raise money for them. If you want to help, go to the Jonesboro Fire Department website and you will find details. There you go. Help, help them and Speedy out. I'd imagine living with a goat would be kind of, like, stinky, though. You wouldn't want it, like... Oh, dude. You're not training him. He's he's going to shit in your bed anywhere uh, he wants to. And goats just smell. They're livestock. Come on. Yeah, it shows have that, like, dank hay smell. Oh, God. Okay, and, uh, Speedy's if, in. <laughs> if, if Speedy is farting, though, our next article is saying that might be good for your health. Ah, oh, come on now. Hey, the Medical Chemistry Communications Journal found that hydrogen sulfide gas in rotten eggs and flatulence could be a key factor in treating diseases. Jesus Christ, I've never heard of such. It just sounds so ridiculous. So if you're a smart feller, you better be a fart smeller. Because <sighs> that's how you're going to prevent diseases. I guess what happens is the hydrogen sulfide gas is... Uh, used to preserve mitochondria so this reduces uh risks of cancer strokes heart attacks arthritis dementia and a lot of other things so you know a little bit of uh silent but deadly it ain't gonna kill you in fact it might make you healthy might actually help you out that's craziness man crop dust well does it help other people i mean come on (laughs) yeah people can be crop dusting like with mayhem now so if someone gives you shit because you, like, crop dust them, like, hey, did you just fart? And it's like, hey, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> uh, That's all you got to tell them. It's like taking your vitamins. Jesus. <laughs> Going to Taco so, Bell, moving... baby. Just get uh, your daily dose. Ah, <laughs> uh, lay off the beans. There you go. <laughs> in our next story, we have a man in Grand Prairie was having a good old time. He was a cosplayer. But he needed to get his uniform adjusted. He was wearing a Fallout-themed costume with armor and uh, some kind of jetpack-style mechanical stuff going on in his back, which we believe is like fusion cores from uh, Fallout for like power armor or whatnot. If people are aware of Fallout, it's a futuristic, like apocalypse-type game. So this is like some big suit of armor-type-looking thing he was wearing. Yeah, the helmet you could compare to like a stormtrooper from. Star Wars, basically. Yeah, so it's pretty intimidating armor. He definitely looks like he's got an assault suit on. Now, as you can imagine, you wouldn't want to wear that in public. Well, this gentleman decided he was going to wear it all the way to the alteration shop, which was located at Bell Tower Plaza. Lynn's alterations, actually. Well, what do you want him to do? He can't carry it, and his mom's not going to drive him. His mom didn't want to drive him, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the owner, Hua Hon said the man wanted the alterations and uh, didn't question it. But some police officers received a call and proceeded to show up with guns blazing. About eight officers showed up with long guns drawn immediately. (laughs) Um, 
it was kind of like a hold-off situation where they pulled the cars right out front and they're just sitting there with rifles ready, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So they had to make contact with the guy and they yell at him to go leave the back door because they believe he has a bomb on his back. God. And what the bomb turned out to be was that he had just spray painted several Pringles cans a bright silver. They took him into custody because they didn't trust him. <laughs> they wanted to do a little investigation. And uh, he was later released with no charges. Like, Chief, it's just full of sour cream and onion. We're good. <laughs> but they issued a, a warning to others to enjoy cosplay. Be careful. Do not walk around with weapons. Do not walk around with armor because there's a good chance that a cop might get a little nervous and uh, yeah, cap your ass. I could see that. It's a little out of place just in everyday yeah. life. Which is unfortunate, but I mean, police officers have to always be aware and, and their safety is, you know, number one to them. Um, well, that, and we're in a cosplay like, era. That was probably like a, another citizen calling it in too. They have to check it out at that point. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, the officers had said that they have to believe it's a real threat until they can prove otherwise. Yep. You know, that's how they're trained. And, uh, I mean, with every right reason. I mean, you never know in today's world who's going to do what. So, it's better to respond, investigate, figure out what's going on than to let it slide and then end up with a, a massacre on your hands. You know? They, they snag him. They're like, just what I thought, boys. Pizza Pringles. <laughs> Book him. Nerd. Book his ass. <laughs> Be like, we're an original town. We don't need oh, this man. shit going down on my streets. <laughs> You're going away for a long time, dirtbag. I don't want to. I don't want to see any kind of cheddar or fucking sour cream. <laughs> it's not what we're doing. I, I like never get picture. your Pringles back. <laughs> I love it. The picture he has a uh, uh, northern or what? What was that? The California Republic. California Republic flag. A legit. <laughs> flag from fallout but the other thing he has is a fucking sh like a shop right plastic bag full of shit so <laughs> no throw away no the, it was no looking good until open at after the apocalypse no no they're they're long gone um all that you're left with is bodegas oh okay at least there's bodegas yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. small operations yeah you can get the shit if you know the right code words to tell the people yeah there you go a little prohibition style so the the last thing in our bizarre news, uh, we like to select a troll each month, and we call that our troll of the month segment. Oh yeah! Now, in this case, we are in Texas, specifically Dallas, Texas, where they are prone to being pranked. In 2016, electronic messages on highway signs were changed to say work is canceled go back home and donald trump is a shape-shifting lizard so oh. <laughs> and this year the pranks have not stopped this time it was something a lot louder on what night was it i believe the 9th of april or well no it wouldn't be the 9th it was uh okay on the let me start over on the 7th of April, which was a Friday night, 18 minutes before midnight, 156 emergency weather sirens started blaring full blast. We, okay. Uh, on this Washington Post article I'm reading, there's a map, an overhead map of all the sirens, and the entire area is lit up. Oh, God. 
So someone hacked into the emergency sirens and just decided to set them all on, you know? Oh, God. The fucking poor people that lived in that surrounding area. What the fuck? Now, this, yeah, that area sees twisters occasionally in this season. So, you know, the three tornadoes had touched down earlier uh, in the days before. So it is a bit of a, you know, it's a prank, but if there was actually an emergency and they couldn't use it to actually alert people, that could be costly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. What if, yeah, like, seriously, what happens if, like, an emergency happens? I mean, people's houses burn it down. God forbid a bigger disaster than that. And, and you know, having all those go off right before midnight, that's, like, that's so loud. This is, like, an oh. entire city just blaring. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't even, like... One of those fucking sirens alone is enough. Can you I, imagine a ton I was of gonna them? say, I get pissed when there's a fucking car alarm going off. Yeah, dude, like meow, meow. <laughs> a lot of people oh, were tweeting that. about it. Some some put out like pictures of Peter Griffin with a button that says "Do not push button." <laughs> <laughs> some people were like taking polls on what they think it is. They're like, "What do you think it is? Zombie apocalypse? Uh, alien invasion? <laughs> Godzilla?" So, oh, man. Our like troll of the Godzilla. month goes to uh, whoever this hacker is that decided to set off all the alarms in Dallas. Props to you, asshole. <laughs> Good job, dickwad. Good job. You got me nice and mad. I'm feeling a little aggressive. Let's fight it out. Fight! Oh, yeah. Green corner. All right, motherfuckers. As usual, I'm not going to start the green corner without talking about our prized fucking character, Connor McGregor. The McGregor show is a special event, so sit down, relax. And what we have, let's get back to the super fight. Now, Dana White is talking about locking in a deal with Connor first because he's under contract with him. We're going to see this fight happen. The rumor is it's going to happen around September 19th, and it'll probably take place in New York City. Which, if that's the case, I will be booking a ticket for this fucking fight. Now, the whole deal that's been putting it off is Connor's greedy. He wants a shit ton of money to make it happen. The hype that's been building up over the last year or two, Dana White's pretty confident that Connor will be able to make around $75 million off of it, and Mayweather will make around a little north of $100 million. They think it's going to be the best-selling fight of all time, which, without a doubt, I would back that. Um, this is the one that everyone wants. To- oh, my God. Everybody wants to see, man. The original deal was going to be a $25 million person to split of the pay-per-view proceeds. proceeds but uh, Connor laughed at that. Mayweather just wants to fight Connor, honestly. So Mayweather's going to be probably easy to book, and uh, Mayweather knows he's going to get the money for it anyway. Now... That's kind of how it went as, down with him and Pacquiao, too, though. You know, he, he oh, was yeah. just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll fight anyone who wants to fight me. For oh, yeah. He made $220 million off of that Pacquiao fight, dude, in 2015. It becomes um, more of a business at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, honestly, it's crazy because Mayweather has nothing to gain here. I mean, granted, he does, you know, if he beats the MMA superstar. But if he loses, man, his legacy goes down a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, he's, a guy he's, that's... One of those that went out on top. I mean, he's not out, but, like, he could go out on top. By just not he could go out on top, fight. yeah. But to lose to a guy that's never stepped foot in the boxing ring, I mean, that's a, that's a little different. And Dana's confirmed that it will not bear the logo UFC. It will be a boxing official match. Nothing to do with the UFC, but 
Of course, Dana will get a cut because Conor McGregor is licensed to the UFC right now. Either way, I want this fight to happen so fucking bad. I want to see more of these cross promotions. I want to see... I want to see Diaz get into boxing. I want to see a split off. You know, I like the interaction here. I'm hoping that shit goes down. Now, so there's Connor's not going to be been, any leg kicks, no, no ground grappling, nothing like that. Traditional boxing, man, hands only, no grabbing at all. So Connor's going to be at huh. such a disadvantage. But he's talking so much shit. He said he's a good striker. He said he's going to guarantee his win. And uh, I don't know, Connor. I'm a little worried about you, guy. A little worried about you, especially with the way you've been acting lately, which leads me to go to the next few parts of the story. Now, Connor's expecting his child sometime in May, his firstborn. He's going to kick their way out of the womb there? Oh, my God. I can only imagine what the spawn of Connor McGregor is going to come out like. Raging. (laughs) Raging. Talking all kinds of shit. Yeah, he gets out of the womb immediately like, I'm the best baby in this fucking planet. Ah, oh, my God. Now, Connor's been up to all kinds of craziness. Um, apparently, over in Liverpool, England, um, this past week, he, he had to hire specialists to clean up a hotel room that he had damaged pretty bad. Oh, no. Um, according to the reports, they had found uh, over 25 nitrous cans, um, which, as we all know, Steve-O from Jackass was addicted to those. I don't know. A lot of us have seen that. Um, I thought he was building model rockets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Um, it's actually like illegal sold. Like I remember when head shops were selling the nitrous cans. I don't know if you, you ever could, saw them. You could kill yourself with those real quick. You can. You, could you shut can kill your yourself. Off. Yeah. You will. Yeah. I would never fuck with that. Um, apparently, McGregor's uh, representatives have said that it was all the people that he was hanging out with, and it wasn't him. But I have a hard time believing that. He was um, he was inflating a bunch of balloons. Get off his fucking back. Yeah, um, he fucking wrecked this hotel room, man, and uh, he had to spend thousands upon thousands on a team to come in and and fix it, so that the fucking hotel didn't sue him. Damn. Um, they don't play over in Liverpool, <laughs> and it just keeps going, man. He's in some legal action trouble, possibly because he rented a Rolls Royce, um, in the UK. And proceeded to take a photo of him standing on the hood. Oh, And for you, for the people that might not know, a Rolls Royce is a quarter of a million dollar machine. (laughs) Okay? So you can see why the uh, owners of this vehicle might have a problem with that. Um, Platinum Executive Travel is quite pissed. And uh, they're issuing that they will never rent to Connor again. He will never have one of their cars again. And they're trying to decide if the damage is enough to go after him in a lawsuit. I mean, it depends and, uh, if he dented the hood or anything. I'm looking at the Instagram photo that he posted, and it looks like there is definitely some dents under his feet. Oh, shit. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck, and it's a custom model rule, so it's more than a 250000 stock price. I can only imagine what this machine is going it's for. It's at least like a half a million. And among the other things that you could check out that Connor's just been running amok with lately, Connor showed up at the Grand National Horse Race in Aintree dressed like a fucking shirtless pimp. Okay? Um, he, had his, he had a shirt, but he had it all open with his tats showing. 
And for the for everybody that doesn't know about the Grand National Horse Race, it's a very old traditional English race. Like people show up dressed, you know, to the nine. It they wear like the ridiculous Derby. hats. It's like an old-fashioned styling. And you know, he shows up with uh, the glasses, with the pop-up sunglasses, like <laughs> fucking some like horrible like Louis Vuitton print shirt that just like looks like a middle schooler would wear. <laughs> um, just doing whatever the fuck he wants, man. And uh, part of that goes because you know he's been advertising for the the horse racing. Um, he even did an ad where he was like butt ass naked, promoting the uh, Pegasus World Cup Invitational. So, okay. you know, not anybody can show up like that. If me or well, you showed up was, like that, we're not going to even make it into cool. the event. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of. But he was still doing the Conor McGregor craziness. And other things among that, you can find videos of Connor acting a fool up in a treehouse in England. I don't know whose yard it is. <laughs> Who took the video? Somebody found Connor just fucking drunk as shit up in a treehouse partying. That's, that's quite that's a video. That's the way to do it. Not a lot of details on that, but uh, he's, he's getting out all of his energy before he has this kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame him, you know. You want to go out and have fun while you can. Before more responsibility gets put on you. He's already got to probably work out along with doing his actual matches, cutting weight when he has to. Oh, yeah. And all the promotional stuff. You know, the guy's working along with doing all this fun shit. Then he's going to be a parent on top of it. Yeah, man. And, uh, of course, Connor, you know, he has a ton of people still after him in the UFC. Per, Per se, this master fight doesn't happen. One of the big names that's actually after him is Demetrius Johnson, who everybody knows is probably the pound-for-pound best fighter in the in the UFC and MMA in general right now. Um, we're looking at he has he's a on a ten streak of defending his title. Um, that's another match I'd love to see. The only thing is that Mighty Mouse would have to come up to one forty-five, and uh, he's a smaller a, guy though. He's a very small guy. He wouldn't be able to go up to 155, and Connor would have to drop a lot of weight to make that 145 cut. Which sometimes I mean, people got to realize, you know, people are in different weight classes. They're not they're not going to be able to fight at least at a healthy weight for either of them. You know, it would take months upon months for Connor to prep for this fight, but it would go down as probably one of the biggest headlining fights of all time in the UFC. True. Demetrius is literally the best fighter pound for pound right now. He's it's ranked Joe number Rogan's one. boy right there. He is. And uh, with every reason, I mean, he flies through everybody. He makes fighters that look, you know, he makes fighters that are some of the best guys in the industry look like they're amateurs, okay? It, like, coaches tell the guys, like, try to focus on getting that third hit, like, which is something unreal. You know, like, you're going to miss a lot with Mighty Mouse because he's fucking quick. There's yep. a reason he has that name. He is rapid and he will fucking have 10 punches tier one easily if you can even land on him yeah which that might be another even match for mcgregor with all the shit talking that he does and i wouldn't i would love to see it and i mean mcgregor might like to see it too why not go for another title he wants that third belt why not go down instead of up I mean, true. It's uh, it's just. I mean, height wise, even I'm just thinking the two of them. You know, it's a it's a quite a disparaging. Not that mighty Matt, Like, yeah, it, you're probably you're looking right. at good, you know five six inches fight. difference. Yeah, really yeah. The reach is going to be the big play in it. Um, yeah. Another one. That, uh, a lot of people have been talking about Tyron Woodley getting a shot against Connor too, but uh, apparently Connor's coach has said that's never going to happen. Um, 
No. And they've had a few spats here and there. You'll find videos online of uh, Connor, Ian Woodley, you know, for no reason, because Connor is a confrontational motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few videos of Connor starting shit with all kinds of people, but you'll find quite a few with him starting shit with Woodley. And Woodley definitely wants a piece of McGregor. But Woodley's a little bit bigger than McGregor, too, so that's <laughs> he would have number. to go up. Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants everybody wants the biggest guy in the industry, of course. That's how it goes, um, you Demetrius. know. They're always trying to gun for the guy at the top, and right now that's McGregor. I've got to say, man, if the super fight doesn't happen, I would love to see Demetrius versus McGregor, but that would take a lot of works. Although it would probably be a lot easier to get done than the Floyd Mayweather fight, just because of the technicalities of going into a separate sport. Yep. Um, Demetrius is also tied up with Anderson Silver for the most title defenses in US, UFC history, so he's he's trying to break some records there, and uh, he's actually been talking about he wants a belt for every defense, which is something I found out that the UFC does. The, for every defense that a champion does, they give him a belt. They actually oh. produce another one and give it to him. So, now, what uh, do you mean by a, a defense? Like, uh, when you're a champion on that first title defense, they'll give you that belt that you have, you get to keep it, and they reproduce another one. Oh, wow. So that's, so like, that's I think it's a newer forever, thing. Essentially. Yeah, it's a newer thing. So that uh, Mighty Mouse is actually all over the internet right now saying that he wants them to catch up because he has, um, you know, eight, he has, he's missing eight belts, basically, from eight other defenses. Okay. Um, and what he wants to do is recreate the photo of Floyd Mayweather it has of uh, he's in the ring with all of the belts that he's won. Oh, wow. And he kind of wants to track the uh, progress he's made in the MMA world, you know, from all the way down to, you know, the amateur titles that he's held all the way to every UFC title defense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Mighty Mouse is getting a little crazy, too, because of the fame, I feel like. Yeah, but, uh, you know. It's natural. It's only natural. It, well, I mean, if it's something that they're planning on doing anyway, like they should, they should catch up. In my opinion, I agree with Mighty Mass. He's he yes. deserves out all of his belts if that's what they're doing now. It should be yes. retroactive. Now, our next piece of new UFC news leads us to ex UFC middleweight Tim Kennedy, who we we love here at American Slacker, a former Green Beret, and guess what? After seeing the way the election went down, he re-enlisted in his back as a Green Beret. Oh, wow. So, this man is a fucking legend. To see that he just went from... He's rich from the UFC, without a doubt. I mean, from his name. Now he's back in the army, and he's fighting in the Special Forces again. And uh, I just I couldn't go by and not mention this. Um, I have so much respect for Tim Kennedy... You know, we've talked about the odd jobs that these guys have had. And honestly, Tim Kennedy has such a weird background. I mean, going from the Green Berets to UFC is quite quite an interesting jump. If you're a Green that's, Beret, that's something I to mean, be prided. That's almost something I'd be afraid of as, like, someone fighting him. Yeah, That's like an extra set of skills. Yes. Um, he stated that he doesn't agree with uh, some of President Trump's politics, but he likes to win. And he wants to be involved in anything that the conflicts will, you know, show us in the next, you know, few months or whatever we're getting into here. He's more about, um, you know, dedicating himself to his country, it sounds like. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm just, I'm ecstatic, man. I, I can't believe this guy's going. He's 37 years old and he's back in, it's crazy. It's crazy. So hats so, off to you, Tim Kennedy. Absolutely. Congrats, Tim Kennedy, on, on your reenlistment. And uh, we hope for your safety and we uh, we applaud your your dedication to, to our country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Hell hey, yeah. and I and I have to make a point here. Tim Kennedy is thirty-seven. You said, yeah. And you were saying you're getting old, turned in twenty-nine. That man is re-enlisting to be in the Green Berets. You got time, man. Oh, you're breaking my balls. <laughs> you got time, you're man. You're breaking my balls. That's uh, you know, if you you could essentially enlist in the Green Berets in uh, in eight years if you felt like it. That's yeah, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If, no, no, if no, 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 no. The cutoff is the cutoff's twenty-eight to enlist into the army. Oh no. Well, I'm too old. I can't be enlisted anymore. I might be able to get into like uh, reserves. reserves or something. That's not a bad. But idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, National Guard maybe. Who knows? Some sort of service is always good. Um, and the next story I'm moving along to is quite an interesting one. Uh, there's an investigation being opened in South Korea right now about two fighters that might have fixed a fight at UFC Fight Night 79, which occurred uh, 17 months ago. Oh shit! Now. Right before the fight, uh, this is the funny thing. The fighters are Tai Hung Bang and Leo Kuntz. Now, right before the fight, they were talked to by officials of the UFC. And uh, what had happened is they had noticed something was going on with the betting that had switched real quick. And, and it, it was it was a big difference that they'd never noticed with, with betting of the uh, UFC at all. Some so they had a feeling out. something was going on, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out that uh, after flip-flopping his stories quite a bit, Bang had admitted that he had received death threats from organized crime figures who'd wagered 2 billion Korean won, uh, which is approximately 1.7 million U.S. dollars that cunts would win. So they wanted him to throw the match, and uh, they say that he accepted a bribe of 100 million won, about $87,000, and uh, he wagered a little bit of money on him on his opponent, so he was going to throw the match to uh, to make money and also not get killed. But uh, after the officials had uh, warned him, he actually fought a fair match and knocked out cunts. So, Damn. yeah, so that's uh, like a movie. Oh yeah, man, it's wild. It's a whole wild story, and I've never even heard of anything like this in the UFC. That's why I was like, as soon as I saw this, I was amazed. Now, he's under investigation, so is uh, both guys are, Bang and Kunz, and they're, not, they're actually not allowed to leave Korea right now. Oh, wow. They were told to not leave the country while this investigation is going on. So there might Hopefully be some actual formal any. charges going on, seeing as they've violated the National Sports Promotion Act, and uh, they've obstructed business. So there's quite a few serious charges. I'm wondering um, if they had like fights scheduled in other countries or anything that are going to like suffer from this. Well, they can kiss that goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> That's not be happening. fighting in Korea. Um, and, okay, we have another retirement that just recently happened that I wanted to touch on because it's a crowd favorite. Now, recently at UFC 10, we had Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Daniel Cormier. And Cormier had won the match. This is the second match that they fought off against each other, and he won it in the same matter that he did last time with a rear naked choke. Now... At the end of the match, in the the post-conference, Anthony Rumble Johnson decided to announce his retirement, which uh, was quite a shocker to everybody. Um, Rogan was surprised. Cormier was surprised. uh, John Bones Jones was in the crowd. He was fucking shocked. And uh, I guess what happened is he's he's tired of getting hit by guys. He's tired. His exact words are, "I'm tired of getting punched by guys and rolling around on the ground with guys." (laughs) And, I want to uh, do that with ladies now. 
<laughs> he gave his commitment to another job, which, you know, he didn't he didn't exactly say what it was, but it said that's something that he wanted to do for a while. It's not MMA related or anything like that. So you won't see him pop up in another MMA promotion. You won't see him pop up in pro wrestling. Any he's speculation probably, on what it is? I'm wondering if it's a sports like uh cuz this dude is jacked. I could see him being, you know, a wide receiver a like coach. He's quick as fuck, man. I could I could see him going into professional sports like uh Do you other think he'd fighting. coach or he'd still like participate as a, a player? He's a fucking highly talented athlete, man. I feel like he could do just about anything, but I feel like he should be a player. He's How he's, old is he? I believe he is 38, which you know okay. or no 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 no, sorry, sorry. He's 33. He's oh, 33. Okay. Sorry. So he's young enough definitely to I do mean, pro athletes. Yeah. And in, in other wanted sports. To... If he wanted to go into the NFL, like you said, or something along those lines? I'm just saying from his build what I could see him doing. Uh, he's a quick guy. I could definitely see him being a receiver. Um, I wouldn't imagine him being, you know, a quarterback with any, you know, I'm sure he, well, you never know what the background is on him. He could be a college athlete. I didn't look into that. Um, but Who knows? It, it's, it'd be I'm interesting sad to see, to see go, what he man. ends up in. I'm sad to see him go. He was. This was a title fight at UFC 210. Cormier has been champion for way too fucking long. Um, I'm not a fan. Cormier's like so and so said to be turning heel um, in real life. Nobody likes him. He's a cocky son of a bitch, and uh, <laughs> I- I'm sick of him, man. Honestly, I gotta say, I hate to be a hater, but I'm a hater. Wait, which one was this that you're a hater hating on? <laughs> not Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Yeah, really? Dude. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan, man. I don't like him. He reminds me of fucking Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I just want to... I fucking oh, imagine him doing which, the Carlton speaking trouble. of, I'm pretty sure I told... Uh, didn't I tell you this? I thought I saw Alonzo uh, Rivera yes. below my apartment. Not saw, actually heard. Because that voice, you can't mistake. He <laughs> <laughs> can't do his laugh, but he's got that laugh. You're right. Uh, the, uh, I'm, you know, I was, I was thinking with uh, MMA fighters, UFC fighters, the, they should be like a shooting star. Brief and awesome. Yes, very true. Fighting careers are not meant to last a long time, but it all depends on the unique, uh, you know, like the uniqueness of the fighter, like what they go through. Of course, no man can take multiple beatings. Concussions add up. Broken jaws add up. I was listening to an interview with um, Cub Swanson earlier about how he has broken his jaw twice, and uh, literally the lower jaw, he has cracked it on both sides, like, clean severed you know like that's insane to think about and he's still fucking fighting still fighting when you break your jaw you get your jaw wired shut for six weeks you look forward to breathing through your nose for six weeks straight okay the way he explained it he woke up in a fucking bed after his surgery and he thought he was about to die from fucking lack of oxygen because he couldn't breathe because he has a deviated septum as well oh man yeah um after a while, it's just like your body will end up like giving out on you. You got to sort of oh. draw the line somewhere. Without a doubt. I mean, the intensive training, the fight camps. I mean, you're talking people that train, you know, six, eight hours a day. Right. Fight camps last for six weeks, uh, three months, like go on and on. It depends on what kind of fight you're going for. If it's a big fight, you're going to train for months upon months every single fucking day. Right. You're gonna put your body uh, weight cuts. Let's. I mean, we've talked about Cyborg's weight cuts where she almost killed herself. Oh, which speaking I mean, of, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but I believe there's a documentary about that. There is. Um, everybody can check it out. I believe it's relatively short, and it's but free. It's, uh, it's fascinating. 
It's fascinating. You can find it on YouTube at the easiest source to find it. It's um it'll be on Cyborg's website. It's Check grueling. it out. I you want to see dedication? Oh man. I remember it's, oh man. It's sad. I remember like, the weigh-ins. To it was insane. See how to see how weak these fighters look and then to see them turn around the next day and go beat each other down. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that what the human body can do. Yeah, and Cyborg's disadvantage is she's a big girl. So she was bigger than any weight division that there was available. They actually had to craft a weight division around her, and uh, it's well, not really working tall. out. She's she's very tall, but she weighs a lot more than most of the other girls. And uh, that weight cut, I mean, when she was doing her weigh-ins, they had like she was like dying to drink water when she got off the stage. They had to help her off the stage, and she like immediately grabbed water and was chugging yeah, because you like can't take on anything. Yeah, she was doing the sauna. She was starving herself and doing high cardio. I mean, that's not good for your heart. And that's crazy. That's definitely going to take a span on your life, you know? Absolutely. Um, back to this fucking Carlton motherfucker, though. <laughs> Cormier. We could have a chance of him getting robbed of that title fucking soon enough. As long as John Jones is ready at UFC 214 in July 29th, there will be a rematch for the light heavyweight title. And I, I guarantee you that Jones is going to win. Um, John's Bone Jones is one of my favorite fucking athletes of all time. He's, he's currently on a serving a one year. Yeah, time. for a long time. He's on a one. He's still serving a one year suspension for a failed drug test, which he's he he may Bullshit. have had a little cocaine. He may have had a little cocaine. I mean, I'm just Bullshit. saying. Bullshit. You know, he likes the party. I don't think they should. I don't think they should be drug tested for anything except uh, testosterone. Like PDs. steroids. Yeah, PDs. Yeah. Physical enhancement drugs are the where you draw the line because then you make an unfair competition for your opponent. But even so, I think there should be bylaws to allow as long as both parties agree, they should be able to fight no matter what. Well that um, and like, you know, maybe make it so that drug tests are like you can't well, I mean, I guess it'd be tough to enforce. I was gonna say like day before the fight, but even like if you smoke some weed, if that's not allowed you're going to get flagged. See, the weed thing's kind of weird. They allow CBD usage, but it can't be within competition, so it can't be within, you know, 24 hours of the fight before But how after. do you test that if, like, you piss, like, because it stays in your system for, like, a month or so? Um, when you do a blood test, you can actually tell exact usage time of marijuana. Oh, okay. So it gives you um, more You can accurate. tell, like, down to the hour, I guess. It's pretty strict. And the UFC doesn't fuck around. They'll show up at your fucking gym to, to test you. It's it's become quite a nightmare for all the fighters because uh I've heard some you crazy can't, stories you can't leave about town. dodging people. Yeah, you can't you can't leave fucking town. You it, anything you do, if you're like about to do a, a fight, you have to like notify them if you're leaving town, whatever you're doing. That way they can come find you at any time possible and test you. Yep. Because there's a whole new head of the, the athletic commission that's being crazy on drugs. So uh, it's become quite a nightmare for most fighters. Um, hence why so they're the all getting popped. Like so the Brock Lesnar's last, huh? Oh no, I was gonna say. So the final fight with Cormier, though, that's uh, that would be John if uh, John Jones. Um, it all depends on Dana White saying that it's all up to John Jones, which is funny because usually it's the champion's call, but John Jones is actually one of the higher earners and uh, everybody's crowd favorite over Cormier. I mean. Like I said, Cormier is tending to become a boo state. Uh, a lot of the people are not fans anymore, um, and they're tired of seeing him with the belt like I am. So uh, okay. we'll see. Um, John Jones might get a, a warm-up match. Um, it depends. He might want a warm-up you know, match before he goes against him because it's been a long time. He might have ring rust. 
think I was gonna say thinking about it now, it doesn't really make any sense that fight. Cause if Cormier fights him and wins, he keeps the belt and retires with the belt. If he fights him and loses, he gives the belt to him and it just seems like a step down anyway. Sort of yeah. if he's leaving I, the UFC entirely. Oh no no, Cormier's not gonna re- leave. Cormier's not gonna leave. <clears throat> oh he's not? No, no, no. Cormier's definitely not going to leave. He's at the height of his career right now. Who did um, we say was retiring? Uh, we, we have Tim Kennedy, and we also... Or no, not Tim Kennedy. We were talking about Anthony uh, Rumble Johnson before retiring. Oh, okay. Who I fought guess. Cormier. He, uh, That's okay. He lost to Cormier at the last UFC pay-per-view for the title. Oh, um, well, which, yeah. He was going to retire either way. If he won the belt, he was still going to retire because um, he has predisposed to another job whatever that might be when we get an update of what that is i will definitely be talking about that in the next green corner if it's out by then cool cool. because um, i'm curious as could be yeah I'm, I'm interested to find out what that would be now i will end off with the ultimate card that is coming up ufc 211 is going to be quite the extravaganza in dallas texas may 13th um american Airlines center now what we have we finally have a heavyweight championships coming down Stipe is going to fucking face JDS. Junior Dos Santos is returning for the title shot. Now, these two have met before, and JDS dominated Stipe last time. Miocic got completely outclassed in striking, and um, I don't know what to expect. I don't know, because JDS is getting a little older, but he's still fucking... He's one of the most known fighters of all time. I mean... We're talking a crafty son of a bitch. There's no telling how this could go, but I'm now, definitely... JDS, for the people who don't know, though, uh, Junior Dos Santos, correct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I said it right before just because I, I knew, like, if you don't know JDS by that name, Junior Dos just Santos, in case I'm we sure got you've any, heard that name. Just in case we got any uh, people new to the UFC or trying to get their bearings. If you're new to the UFC, I would say tune into this one because this is going to be a hell of a pay-per-view. The co-main event is going to be uh, the strawberry champ, the strawberry strawberry championship, strawberry weight championship, <laughs> strawberry <laughs> annual strawberry we'll championship, strawberry weight, strawberry champion Joanna Jezvic versus uh, Jessica Andan, and uh, strawberry that's going to be a hell of a brawl, man. Um, these two girls he- are no joke. Heavyweight could be watermelon weight. <laughs> watermelon. Oh, watermelon weight. Watermelon. I feel like you got to throw some Roy Country in there, but. Uh, the country isn't doing so hot lately off his last fight, and he's moving kind of slow these days. He needs to, he needs to cut that beer gut down. Have more watermelon, less uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next fight's on the card, man. Damian Maya versus Jorge Masvidal. Um, I always fuck up his name. And then we got Frankie Edgar versus Yar Rodriguez. That's going to be a hell of a fight, man. I love, I love Frankie Edgar. Um I'm hoping he works Another his way to a title favorite. shot, man. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Everybody loves loves him. Um, featherweight division, he's a monster, man. And uh, former lightweight champion as well. Then we have Henry. It's going to be C- Applewhite. Yeah. <laughs> Applewhite. <laughs> got to make one right. for I each like of them. I support it. I support it. Henry Sejudo versus Sergio Pettis. That's going to be another great fight, man. Um, this whole card is insane. Um Henry Sejudo is an Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. I mean, he's, he's oh, wow. fucking... He's somebody, man. But Sergio Pettis is 15-2. and two. I mean, we're talking two... 
amazing athletes. This so whole card is just filled with it. Olympian versus someone with a, decent, a pretty good record. A, a hell of a good record. 6-2 and two in the UFC, 15-2 and two in overall MMA. Oh, wow. One of the preliminaries has Eddie Alvarez, who we all know from the Conor McGregor brawls. That's, you know, I mean, fucking great. Versus Dustin Poirier. Um, Jason Knight versus Chaz Skelly. David Branch versus Christoph Jotko. Marco Polo Reyes versus James Vick. Marco. We have quite the card coming up. And, uh, again, I, I'm pretty fucking stoked for the heavyweight championship to be put up again. Um, it's been a minute. Stipe's been fighting fires, I get it. But it's time to lay that fucking gold down and see what's up. Especially after... I watched the last fight again uh, right before we went on the air, man. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, a, a couple years has gone by, but it was quite the uh, outclassman from JDS. Uh, consistently, they they went five rounds, and uh, it was just overall outstriking. So we'll see what what happens. It'll be interesting Let's see if for sure. What, has, now what has uh, changed his plan? You said this is in May. Yep, this is May thirteenth. Uh, UFC two eleven pay per view. And the prelims, if you're not gonna watch the pay per view, you can get it on FS one. And uh, if you have the UFC Fight Pass, they'll be available on there on any application, computer, Xbox, PlayStation. Or hit up a uh, local bar, you know, brewery maybe. We'll have yeah, Buffalo Wild, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Hooters. We're waiting for that sponsorship, Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, we'll give you a call and see if, like, you know, we're mentioning you. You might as well. Yeah, I mean, some, like, yeah. Send throw some us wings, some wings. Yeah, send that's us some what wings. I'm like, we don't even want the money. We just want some of them sweet, dank wings you got up in there. If any of our listeners work at Buffalo Wild Wings, help us work that deal out. Send us an email. Yeah, yeah like, get us, like, with the CEO or something here. <laughs> yeah, we mention them all the time during whenever there's a UFC event. And that wraps up the green corner for now. Sweet. So if uh, you got all your aggression out in the green corner, we're going to move on to a holiday game. We like to play different holiday games. We're uh, keeping track. I think me and Matt are tied currently. If I had to take a guess uh, in terms of yeah. overall holidays, I think it's one I win, one loss are. for each. I think it is, right? Or did I do I have an 0-2 record? I might have an 0-2. I'm not sure, man. I, I, I don't want to take claim. The, the last thing that I've seen on the document oh, says nope, that we're one and one. We're if one that, and one, both if of that us. is current, if that is most current. So this will be one to uh, put you ahead, possibly. We're going to play a little game based off of Earth Day, which happened uh, two days ago as of the release date of this episode. That would be April 22nd. I've created a couple of questions here, five in total. And if, oh, you, can, boy, oh boy. if you can get three out of five, you win this holiday game, putting you ahead for the year, and uh, I don't know, we're wagering shit at the end or something. Now tell me what I go home with. <laughs> uh, you're gonna go home with some seeds because it's Earth Day. All right, I'll grow some shit. <laughs> a Earth bag Day. of seeds. I got a bag yeah. of magic beans. Sweet. You don't know what you're gonna grow. It's <laughs> just a bag of random seeds. It could be illegal. Could be legal. Could be nothing. You're like it's grown like one weed plant, a fucking sunflower. It's like these are just different seeds. Like it's not even the a same fucking tomato seeds. plant. What the fuck Some is broccoli? it? Broccoli. I'm not even sure. So, so yeah, you get a random bag full of seeds if you win this one. That's our Earth okay. Day prize. Um, we're gonna start out with our first question here. Earth Day was founded by a U.S. senator. Now, out of these three names, which one is that senator? Okay. We have A. Archibald Finger, 
B, Gaylord Nelson. C, Ralph Noonan. Ah, uh, Ralph Noonan. I'm going with the most normal name. Go with the normal name, Ralph Noonan. That is incorrect. Unfortunately, Fuck. it is, it it is Gaylord, Gay- wasn't it? It was Gaylord Nelson. Fuck. That was a my little, original choice. A little bit of background info. Yeah, and Archibald Finger is just another name I made up because I thought ah. it was funny. Gaylord's pretty funny, too. Now, Gaylord Nelson was a U.S. Uh, senator who found environmental legislation to be very important. He created some of the uh, U.S. Uh, environmental legislation that's still around today. And he also proposed the idea of Earth Day. And it eventually was established on April 22nd. And I'm not giving you the date yet because your next question is what year was Earth Day established? Hmm. Okay. I got an idea. I, I, just lay them on me. A, 1983. B, 1970, or C, 1945? I'm going to say it's A or B. Fuck. I'm going to say B. B, 1970 is correct. Fucking yes, dude. Mm. Absolutely. You got that one right. Hit that nail on the head. Uh, Gaylord Nelson, Senator Gaylord Nelson. Uh, helped found Earth Day on April 22nd, 1970. They had passed legislation making it a national holiday. Legit. All right, all right. I'm feeling okay. Feeling okay. So you're Go either way, Nier. One and one right now. So, on to question three. In 2009, the UN officially renamed Earth Day to what day? Or, I'm sorry, to what? A, A, International Mother Earth Day. B, World Earth Day, or C, Environmental Day? I'm going to go with C. C, Environmental Day. Is incorrect. Fuck, it was A. It was A. It was International Mother Earth Day. Which the I lesson actually here, people. that. Yeah, yeah. The lesson here, people, is to trust your gut instinct. Because <laughs> I have just... I, I went against my instinct and I lost. <laughs> yeah. All right, you still got two questions to make, or yeah, two questions. Redemption. To make it up here. I got to get this next one, and then it's a then it's the teeter totter. Now, since it's now an international uh, Mother Earth Day, we have a lot of countries that celebrate Earth Day. How many countries specifically oh, celebrate fuck. Earth Day? I need you to name all of them in alphabetical order for you to get this point. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, so no. <laughs> you got you got like A B C here. It's A is one twelve, B is one seventy six, and C is one ninety two. Oh my god. I'm gonna go with C. C that sounds one, correct to me. One hundred and ninety two countries celebrate Earth Day. Nope. Is correct. Oh okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> I was gonna ah! let you take that one back. Let me take was, it back. Hold on. It was. Uh, I was hold. I was holding you in suspense there, and it was dubbed the largest secular holiday in the world, celebrated celebrated by more than a billion people every year. Hundred ninety two countries. I, I've never realized no that it was that, that large. I feel like I've read an article, and that's why I thought the one ninety two. That number just stuck out to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's the largest one that I put on there. You know, I figured I'd go smaller and try and trick you for the other answers. You, hit, you got that one correct. All right, so All right, this is now for the we're win. at the fucking cliffhanger. Last question that's going to decide if I'm a winner or a loser. 
All right. On Earth Day in 2009, which was also when they changed it to International Mother Earth Day, Disney mm-hmm. released a documentary film called Earth that followed the migratory paths of three animal families. What three animal groups did they follow? You have A, toucans, beavers, and salmon. B, polar bears, elephants, and whales. Or C, tigers, prairie dogs, and bats. We're going uh, B, without a doubt. B, polar bears, elephants, and whales. Is correct. For the win. Yeah, two and one. They get it two and one on our holiday games for American Slacker. This God is this is it. fun. I like our holiday uh, face-offs Dude. here. All right, now I'm positive. Now I'm uh, I've got a positive record. Things and are looking updating up. Updating the scoreboard as we speak. That is two and one, and I am one and one. God damn, it feels good to be a winner. But I think I, I, I have a holiday coming up soon that I'm going to be able to test my mental abilities on. We'll hmm. get us tied back up. We'll have to see about that. I'll, uh, I'll have to mix it up on the next one, make up some random-ass names. <laughs> it's a little Throw Archibald finger. Real. A little Ga- uh, Gaylord Nelson Archibald finger. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I figured, you God know what? Man. When I threw in Ralph Noonan, I was like, I know that's going to be the... the no, most normal sounding one. And that's where I should have known that it was wrong. It was the <laughs> only normal sounding name in the whole bunch. Yep, yep. So yeah, no, good good, uh, good job right there. You uh, pull, pull it ahead of the, the records there. Well, thank you, sir. I'm uh, glad that I could win one more on American Slack. Oh, yeah. And I think that leads us to the end of the show. It's that time, my friends, where we lay the plugs on your ass. <laughs> Everyone loves if you... plugs. All right, people, let's get through this as quick as possible, and we'll have you on your way. Please check us out. Go to our Facebook or our Instagram. You can find us at American Slacker Podcast. And if that's not enough for you, head over to our website, americanslackerpodcast.com. You can send us an email. Check us out, American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Reddit and Twitter. Uh, and our names on there is at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amer Slacker Podcast. A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we're always hoping to get that five star from you guys. Hoping you'll also tell a friend. And if they're not podcast savvy, send them over to our YouTube channel. Just got that up and going. It's got all of our most recent episodes along with all of our old episodes. And if you're in the mood to jam out, you can go check out our Spotify playlist that features every artist that we cover on American Slacker. Every jam that we recommend to you will be available on that. Just search American Slacker Podcast and you will find it. You can become a sponsor of the show by visiting our Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Or click on the link from our website that we mentioned earlier. Becoming a sponsor of the show is a good way to show us that you care about what we're putting out for you. We look at it this way. If you donate a dollar, we put out five episodes a month. That's about 20 cents per episode at an hour, hour, probably more. So if you think it's worth it, head on over there. We'd really appreciate the support. We got new stuff coming to you. We're going to hopefully have stickers soon along with some other merchandise that we'll be giving away whenever someone becomes a sponsor of the show. 
you can become official American Slacker, and you can join the green team, depending on what you what tier you decide to donate. You can check out our personal Instagrams. I'm on Instagram at LandersThePlane. And you can get at me on MWG Media. And uh, thank you, people, for tuning in, as always. We love you, and uh, until next time, that's it. There you go. Try that one more time. What? You for I think you forgot podcast. Book. <laughs>